Well, hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 402 and it's Sunday morning. It looks very overcast here this morning. Really, really strong winds last night. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm out having uh, my early morning walk on a, a Sunday. Sunday is one of those days that I absolutely love. It's the only day of the week that I get to sleep in a little and I'm talking about past 20 past 4 in the morning and so this morning I woke up at 4.31 but I did stay in bed woke up again at 5.30 and then ended up getting up around 7ish and just getting getting the day started a few household chores and uh, getting out to get my steps in nice and early. So yesterday, in keeping up with the theme of the last few days, I said, let's make sure that we get that extra 10% of steps in. And uh, you will have seen on Instagram, I posted, I think it goes through to Facebook too, I think they post at the same time. I did my 11,000 steps, which was my 10% extra. So I was aiming for 11,000 or more yesterday to be consistent and on the weekends it is a little bit easier for me to do that because I've got more time to get out and I think I did about 18,000 let me just look that up and tell you exactly what I did while that synchronizes in the background there and uh, in keeping with the, the theme of the last the last couple of days of, of talking about uh, type 2 diabetes and and um, so on 19,034 steps I did and yet yeah, so to be consistent with yesterday so we talked about moving more on two days ago yesterday we talked about eating more fruit and I know that for some people that may have been a little bit controversial type 2 diabetes getting sugar in and that kind of kind of stuff but I guess it's in the context of uh, replacing the unhealthy processed foods that you're eating at the moment or not eating at the moment and replacing it with uh, with some fruit and if you listen carefully you would have heard me say about uh, the ratio of your plant-based foods your fruits your vegetables so getting two to your fruit in five of your of your vegetables so today I wanted to talk about that next level of plant-based food and this is the one that's really your golden ticket and if the whole planet just followed this one tip then we would have much less obesity and that is making sure that we ate more vegetables and similar to the the rules that I gave you for yesterday with your your fruit picking colorful crunchy lots of antioxidants the same thing applies here with your vegetables I say to my clients that uh, you want to you want to pick at least three different colours, just like I said with the I know I said that with the berries and stuff yesterday that I use. It's got four different berries in there, uh, but your vegetables three different colours. And to keep it simple in terms of saying you know what vegetables do you eat? Again, these last three days have been about how do you make those simple changes that you can implement into your life so I don't want you to get you know all wound up around 
okay, oh, gee, should I be eating kale? Should I be eating Brussels sprouts? Should I be eating cauliflower? When do I eat this? When do I eat that? Forget all that. Okay, let's just keep it really, really simple. When it comes to your vegetables, just like I said with your fruits and your low energy, high energy, I want you to think about it like this. Think about all your vegetables, generally speaking, being low energy food, low energy carbohydrates, which means that you can eat plenty of them, with the exception of potato. Okay, so potato being white potato, sweet potato, uh, yams, that kind of thing, uh, depending on which country you're in and the readily availability of them. But just think about it in those, those terms. So what that means is that when I say vegetables, I'm going to talk about mixed vegetables. So I want you to be having plenty of mixed vegetables. So at least three colours, getting plenty of variety in there, making sure that you're picking the ones that you enjoy. So you don't have to get wound up on, oh gosh, should I just eat peas? Should I just eat corn? Should I not eat those things? And now I'll give you some finer tuning things as we go through. Uh, so that you can kind of put the icing on the cake here, so to speak. But uh, I, I just want you to focus on getting more plant-based food that's vegetables into you. Now, if you're... Let's separate for the moment vegetables to salads. I'll come back and I'll talk about salads in a, in a second. Um, so with your vegetables, there's some really simple ways to do that. And it really comes down to... I guess the principles that you have, some people like organic and will only eat organic versus inorganic. If you go back through all the, the last 401 days, you'll find that there's a podcast that I think is called uh, Organic versus uh, Inorganic. You can have a listen to that to get my detailed views on it. But just to, to summarise, uh, my personal view is right now that there's not a big enough difference in the, the research to show that there is a significant difference between having uh, organic versus inorganic. And I don't believe that the, the significant cost increase for the organic justifies it. So I, I don't eat organic unless, uh, the, uh, you know, unless it's cheap, basically, um, because I, I just don't see the value there. Uh, but that's just me personally. Um, so you make your own choices. You can stick to these same principles. You just, you know, you just stick to your own principles. Also, your, or your own value system and belief system. Uh, so, the, the types of vegetables that I generally eat are things like uh, broccoli, cauliflower, carrot, capsicum, you know, zucchini, uh, the Asian greens, that kind of stuff. Now, to keep it even more simple than that, because you think, okay, well, you've got to go buy the fresh vegetables, you've got to cut them up, you've got to cook them, all that kind of stuff. And I know that might sound simple to many of you that are into your kitchen and everything, but I like to provide people with the absolute simplest, easiest things that you can do. So most of the vegetables that I eat nowadays are frozen. Uh, so I'll buy a bag or, or multiple bags of frozen mixed vegetables 
I'll tell you what I do in a moment. Um, and uh, I will just use those in stir fries. I'll use them in my omelets. I'll use them as, uh, you know, side dishes and all that kind of thing. Uh, now, the reason that I use frozen, people say, oh, I can't eat frozen vegetables. I mean, honestly, if you get the right sort, then you wouldn't know that they were frozen when you're eating them, you know, depending on how you cook them. You, you won't know, but I understand there are some uh, some frozen vegetables where you eat them and you think they kind of taste a little bit plasticky. They don't taste, they don't taste quite right. And where I've noticed that before, if you've ever had like a frozen meal, you know, like one of those TV dinners, they used to call them that, uh, but you know, one of those, like in uh, Australia here, we've got things like Lean Cuisine and Healthy Choice and things like that. Uh, I don't know what they're doing to the vegetables, but they do not taste real uh, when, you, when you eat them. It's been years since I've had one, but then they just don't taste great. Um, so I find the, the veggies, the way that I do them, they don't taste like that. Now, why would I be so drawn to the frozen vegetables? A couple of reasons. First one is convenience. Uh, because one, they're already cut up and washed in a, a size that is, is good. Uh, secondly, they're very economical. And uh, thirdly, the, the way that they are, they are harvested these days is that they are, they're basically harvested. They are then washed, cut, and snap frozen within hours as opposed to you really have no idea how long the vegetables that you're buying from the supermarket that are held out to you as being fresh how long they've actually been uh, you know sitting on the supermarket shelf or sitting in the more like the cold stores like some apples for instance i know we're talking about vegetables here but some apples can stay in storage for over uh, 12 months and you think, well, how much nutrient value is lost in that? And it's the same with your, with your vegetables. I use um, an example here. Now we've got, um, I'm not, not deliberately wanting to name and shame here, but um, so we've got two major, well maybe, I suppose three, but two major supermarkets here in Australia. One's called Woolworths and one's called Coles. And there's a, another one which is gaining more, more and more market share, which is called Aldi, uh, which is, you know, it's a European, I think it started in Germany, something like that. Uh, anyway, so I find that the, the way that, uh, I don't know whether coals are just the way that they're storing them or whatever, but broccoli is a good example. You know how when you get broccoli and when you get a, a fresh head of broccoli, like it's really stiff. It's, um, you know, if you try and push apart the, the little, uh, you know, each little stalk, then it's hard to do that. I find with coals, they're always floppy, um, which says to me, okay, how old actually is this? How have you been storing it? And therefore, how much nutrient value has been lost from this? Um, so I very rarely buy my vegetables from coals. Unfortunately, coals is the closest supermarket to me. So that's the one where I will get some things from time to time. Uh, but... Uh, what I normally do is I will go and get my frozen vegetables from sometimes the supermarket there is okay, but again, uh, it comes down to budget and 
uh, a lot of people say to me that you know it's so uh, so expensive to eat healthily and that's not true i mean i i think i recorded a a podcast not that long ago which was talking about uh, some of the specific costs of uh, you know like a meal plan that i would put together for somebody and uh, i know i was doing this recently for my online program as part of that course and i think it worked out to don't quote me exactly but i'm going to get the sense a little bit wrong but it was two dollars and 25 cents per meal uh, average uh, for the whole day so based on six meals it was it was about 13 to 14 dollars i think if you stuck to this particular day of the, the meal plan, which is all highly nutritious food, etc. Uh, now, if you can feed yourself for $2.25 with a highly nutritious meal with your, all your, uh, your plant-based food and your protein, etc., then uh, you're doing very, very well. Uh, so I'm not gonna talk about budgeting uh, today, but how we did that, but maybe I'll do that again another day just to recap uh, so what I do now is I'm I'm always looking for different mixes of vegetables so the you know, I said about the three at least three different colors maybe the easiest way to think about this is like a a bag of frozen Asian stir-fry vegetables so if I say that I'm sure you can imagine the picture you can see that there's you know, maybe things like baby corn, broccoli, cauliflower, carrot, capsicum, maybe some onion, maybe some you know, water chestnuts, uh, bamboo shoots, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure you get the idea. The idea is that there are, there are so many different colors in there. There's plenty of flavor. It keeps it interesting. Now, I've been buying my frozen vegetables from Aldi, so I'm going to give you a couple of practical tips here. So if you're based in Australia, uh, I'm sure you've got access to an Aldi or something somewhere near you. Um, and just go and try some of the vegetables. So they are super cheap. They are cheaper than the main supermarkets. Uh, so I think for 500 grams of, I'll just call them an, an, an Asian stir-fry type of uh, mix, it's $1.89. So a kilo, what's that, $3.80. Even when they're on special at the big supermarkets here, not and not as exciting as those mixes they're four dollars they're normally five dollars or more generally if you go for that equivalent type of mix you're paying uh, over five dollars uh, so i get heaps of bags of those and um, that's the, my main source of veggies through the week because they're, they're really enjoyable now they have a few different varieties they also have a grilled um, a grilled mix which has just got different flavors in there which makes it really exciting as well, just different flavors um, and different types of vegetables just so that you know I'm getting in different things. Now, do I only ever eat those and not eat um, you know, fresh? No, often I'll, I'll make up fresh and I'll, I'll put them in a, a stir fry as well. My point here is I'm trying to give you some options that keep this really simple for you, really cost effective and make it easy, super easy for you to get them into your daily eating and getting more of them into you. Because most people, as I said yesterday, so, or was it the day before, 70% of our diets are made up of processed food. So that's only 30% is unprocessed, which is terrible. So we need to be getting more vegetables in. Now why? Well, similar to the fruit discussion yesterday, uh, 
the, the, the raw, crunchy fruit, when it's sitting in your stomach, your body's got to work really hard to process it, to break it down, take up the nutrients and eliminate the waste. So you get an extra metabolic boost from that. What does that mean? It means that you're going to burn more fat. What does that mean? Less overweight, less obesity issues, more health, uh, less um, propensity to type 2 diabetes, less propensity to heart disease um, and cancers. So that's the way. That's the reason that uh, we do it that way. Now, I think the the trick for people is is to say, well, how do you actually do it? Because uh, many people say, well, I, don't, I just don't eat vegetables. I don't like vegetables. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to the supermarket or a greengrocer or you know, a big market where they sell fresh fruit and veg. You can't tell me that there are not multiple different options for everybody there. Because seriously, the... <clears throat> The amount of choice that we have is just incredible. And if you want somewhere different, uh, I've, there's uh, one nearby me, which is, it's an Asian, it's run by an Asian family. Uh, and the, the variety of different vegetables and fruits that you've never seen before, that are obviously popular in their culture, uh, just to look at them and try them. Uh, so like the kids and I often go in and, We'll try something like dragon fruit, uh, which I never, like it's a weird looking fruit. Um, it doesn't taste that awesome, I don't think, but uh, you know, just to get the kids to try different things, I think it's, it's quite exciting. And uh, you know, I would challenge anyone to not be able to go into one of these stores and say, okay, well, yeah, I don't like say broccoli or cauliflower or whatever, which are like two amazing, Oh, like superfood vegetables that you should be getting in. But if you don't, it's not the end of the world. Get some other things in. I mean, uh, maybe you like things like, like I love bok choy. I love the Asian greens, um, you know, ty types of crunchy, crunchy vegetables. And I never cook them too much. Um, so I want to retain some of that crunch. But my point is, that's why I say mixed vegetables. You find the ones that you like and you will enjoy and get those into you. Now, if you're, not, if you're not getting any in at the moment, then you've got to start somewhere. So focus on measures by the cupful. Now, if this was, let's walk through a typical day. So I would say for morning, if you were going to have, say, something like an omelette and you have that with vegetables, I would say, well, maybe aim for a cup to two of vegetables. So your metric cup, so in Australia, that's 250 mils. Uh, of a, you know, the standard measuring cups that you have when you're doing baking and stuff. So one to two of those. Me personally, I have three cups or more of vegetables in the morning because I love my vegetables and they are very low in calories because I'm, I'm not putting potato in mine, remember that. That's your high energy one. We're just talking about low energy here. Um, we'll talk about high energy food on another day. Um, so you can get as many of that, as much of that stuff in as you like because it's very, very low in calories, it's very fibrous, so the more of that type of food that you eat, the more water, when you're drinking water, 
the more water your body will absorb. So therefore, what does that mean? You'll be fuller for longer. What does that mean? That means you're going to have less cravings for those sugary, perhaps other alternatives, high energy foods uh, in too much quantity that is not going to serve you well. Uh, so we want to try and avoid having those cravings and this is a way to really support that. So I would do that for breakfast. So for you, uh, maybe it's one cup if you're not used to having any. And people say, how can you eat vegetables in the morning? Trust me, I find it hard not to eat vegetables in the morning now. Uh, so you've got to start somewhere. Find the ones that you like. If you're having an omelette, for instance, maybe if you it's mushrooms, tomatoes and spinach. Maybe just start there. Or, you know, tweak it to something. Be creative. Just think, I've got to get it in. How am I going to do it? Uh, now, that's on the vegetable side. Or if you were going to do, say, smoothie, I'd do a cup of frozen mixed berries, something like that. When it comes to morning tea, I'd be doing, uh, for me, it's normally like a piece of fruit, a protein bar, or a piece of fruit, and a piece of fruit and a, a protein shake, a piece of fruit, oh, sorry, a, a smoothie with the fruit in the smoothie. Um, for lunchtime, for me, it's a salad. We'll talk about salads in a minute. Um, but if you're having vegetables again, I want you to think two to three cups of vegetables. In the afternoon, maybe getting some plant-based food in there. Maybe it's um, some celery, some carrot. Maybe it's with some cottage cheese or you know, something like that that you'd use as a, a bit of a dip. And then when it comes to your evening meal, uh, generally I, I put uh, three cups of mixed vegetables in people's meal plans uh, for the evening meal. Now again, you're starting out with this and you think, well, I can't do three, we'll do two can't do two, do one. The point is to get started and get into this habit of doing it. Now, if I said to you that you will feel cleaner, some of you may be able to relate to what that means uh, because you've felt that clean feeling before. But with the meal plans that I put together for people, they say that they feel cleaner within three days. And what that means in plain English is that it's, you feel less bloated. You feel like your skin is cleaner. You feel like digestively you're, you know, you're cleansing yourself. You're going to the toilet regularly, all that kind of stuff, because you're now getting in these fibrous materials that are giving you the nutrients, but also giving you the fiber to cleanse you. Uh, because bloating is, a, is a, horrible, a horrible position to be in. And that is often caused by all the additives and rubbish that's added to a lot of this processed food. Now, if we've got 70% of our diets are made up of a processed food and almost the same percentage of people are overweight or obese in our country, and we've got you know, 80 people in my state alone being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes today, do you not think that there's some link here between the lack of consumption of plant-based food, including vegetables, here. And I would say, yeah, absolutely, there is a link. So you want to change that. You need to get rid of some of the processed crap and put in some fresh things. So that's, that's the vegetables, okay? So they're, I think we are spoiled for choice. I said this in the podcast last week. We are so spoiled for choice in terms of the availability that we have. We don't have to grow it, we don't have to go and harvest it. We just have to go to the shop and buy it and yet we still walk past all that stuff and buy process. So create 
a new reason for yourself to do this. Sometimes for people, it's only when they get a really big health scare that they, they do decide to make a change. I mean, my, my parents, bless them, uh, uh, neither of them are here anymore. They, they passed away. But i never forget, uh, Mum, she always had some health issues as long as I can remember. And uh, even though despite what I did, she refused to do anything that I said. I mean, you can be the, the world's best coach, but if you're not coachable, uh, you're never going to change. And uh, she said when Dad was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, uh, that, that uh, diabetes was something made up by the medical profession just to make money. And I said, how do you figure that? And the logic just didn't, you know, just didn't make sense. But people will believe what they want to believe. Uh, mum's way of feeding dad was uh, basically processed food uh, in terms of you know, she loved baking. So rather than go for a normal cake, she would make a low-fat muffin or something like that. And when I would go and visit back home, mum would get really upset because I wouldn't want to have a low-fat muffin. I said, mum, I said, yes, the fat is taken out, but they put in the sugar, and that's the problem. And I'd normally go, and I'd say, mum, and we'd go from one thing to another, I'd say, mum, just give me a muffin, and stop her from crying. Um, but in her head, she was like, well, they're low fat, so that'll help dad. And it wasn't, well, it's the sugar, mum. That's not that. But you couldn't, you couldn't tell her. But anyway, over time, they managed to work it out. And dad's blood sugars dropped and he, he um, was no longer uh, type 2 diabetic. Um, so anyway, the, the point of that is that you've got to have this drive within you to say, I'm going to make a difference to myself. And when you, you think about the consequences, the hideous consequences of having diabetes and look at uh, some of the uh, some documentaries about sugar and diabetes and, and what it all means in terms of you can, lose, you can lose fingers, toes, you can go blind. I mean, we're talking about extreme examples here. Uh, but this is what happens with, uh, with diabetes. And I think often the problem for people is that unless that's like here and now for you, you think, oh yeah, that may or may not happen for me. So I won't worry about taking any action now. I'll just do something when it shows up right in my, right in my face. Um, and that can be too late sometimes. So do something now. As I said before, a lot of these health issues that show up in people, they show up some 40, 50 years later in your body in, the ter- in, in some form that you are not going to like. So let's put yourself in the best possible position now so that you can optimize and maximize your life. So that is what the point of that is. So we've talked about vegetables. So now I want to talk about uh, your salads. So with your salads, what I would do there is think of it in the context of colourful and crunch again. Um, so at least three 
uh, three different colors. And I do put the salads and vegetables kind of in the same category. Yeah, you've got some things in there that might be a little bit, uh, you know, different textured, like your tomatoes and that kind of stuff. But I mean, you just think of a, like a nice crunchy salad that's got, you know, whether it's got cabbage in it or coleslaw or, um, sorry, um, cabbage or, or kale or spinach or mixed salad leaves or iceberg lettuce or you just think crunchy green stuff and as your base and then what else would you put in that uh, things like your you know your carrot cucumber capsicum uh, you can put some beetroot in there some corn some beans snap peas um, snow peas um, you know, a little bit of fruit if you want to put some berries or some mango or something in there as well or some, you know, orange or uh, that kind of thing. I mean, you're limited by your imagination. And again, lots and lots of that type of food is like your vegetables when it sits in your stomach because we're normally eating this raw. When you put it in your tummy, your tummy's got to work really hard to, to process all of that. And that helps you know, clean you out, it helps give you the, the fiber that you, you need and just makes you feel uh, really fantastic. So um, when it comes to your salad, you can replace your vegetables with the salad. The trick here is what? It's making sure that you get the dressings right. So I have many clients that don't like dressing at all but you want to stick to something that's low in fat, low in sugar. So maybe something like a balsamic vinegar, something like a, uh, like a reduced fat Italian dressing is a common one that I use, making sure it's also low in sugar. Maybe just a bit of vinegar or you know, some citrus juice or you know, that kind of thing. When you start adding things like oils and a lot of avocado, creamy dressings, bacon, cheese, that's when the calories can explode. And if you don't believe me, go and have a look at something. Again, maybe a bit of naming and shaming here. There's a place we have here in Australia called Sumo Salad. Now, you go and look at all the salads, you think, wow, these look amazing, which they do. But then you look at the, uh, the calories, and they're normally displayed in kilojoules here, and nobody really understands what kilojoules are. They're divided by about 4.2 to get to the calories. And no one does that. They just see a number and think, oh yeah, I don't know what that means. But some of their salads are absolutely enormous in terms of number of calories. And another one that's like that is a boost, the, like your boost juice bars that are around um, here again in Australia. Enormous number of calories, but it's held out as being a healthy alternative. But it's loaded with, uh, loaded with calories in the form of, I don't know whether it's sugar or whatever through their yogurt and frozen yogurt and stuff but um so you have to be really careful um i've i've seen some salads there that were you know, like if i was doing a weight loss plan for somebody they'd be on about 1200 calories and they have some salads that are are, are touching uh that kind of level um so clearly not great but you think that okay i'm getting this salad and yeah it's got all this fiber and everything in it but all the calories get absolutely blown out of the water because of the sauces and and stuff that are normally mixed in with it so you do have to be careful and if you i was mentioning before about um, buying my frozen vegetables from aldi i also get some 
uh, some prepacked salads from there as well. Now, the, I was surprised when I analyzed the, the nutrition label on, on some of these. There's a crunchy one that they have, and uh, both the other supermarkets have them too, uh, but Aldi's is uh, about a dollar or so cheaper uh, for the same quantity. Uh, the, um, the sauce, the amount of sugar that is in uh, the sauce was something like nine teaspoons of sugar. Don't quote me, but it was, it was a really high number. And I'm like, man, that is ridiculous. So, and um, what I do is I only have a, I only have a little bit of it mixed, mixed through. And uh, there's an Asian, Asian uh, mixed one that Aldi has as well. Again, I'll have a third uh, to maybe a half of that salad dressing rather than have the whole lot. Just something to give it some flavor for me, but not doing the whole thing because it's just like, it's too much in terms of extra extra calories for me for what I'm wanting um, so you, you just have to you just have to be careful better off really to just control your own uh, you know know the dressing that you you want to put on it control it so that you take uh, full control over uh, what it is that you're putting into yourself um, so in terms of volume of that again you could work on you know three cups or more I mean it's, it's a bit hard to it's probably more with your your salad just because there's so much air and you know you've got to really jam it down into the the cup and stuff um, me if I have a meal I'm I'm normally eating around 350 grams to 450 grams of salad uh, because that's what I know that because that's what's on the packet uh, now that will include the the weight of the sauce in that so take some of that out um, but you know, I eat a lot of it. Like it's a big bowl, and I eat all of that. Now that may be too much for you, but I love my salad, so that's what I do. And so then, you know, that's a great thing to have for for lunch. The salad, I chuck in protein there as well. So whether it's some tuna or some salmon or some chicken, uh, then I will do that. Uh, you might do the same thing for dinner as well. Now, I didn't mention an, a post dinner snack but sometimes I'll have a salad after dinner as well or it might be just some vegetables or maybe it's just a protein shake or something like that with some supplements uh, but uh, as you can see I'm getting in plant-based food with every single meal because I want to make sure that I'm feeding my body the nutrients that it needs because you're you can't get these other nutrients from you know your processed food you've got to get it from um, your plant-based food to make sure that you're living a balanced healthy life so this is why if the whole planet just ate more plant-based food they would have a higher metabolism they would have a higher nutrient value they would have a faster metabolism they would feel cleaner I can guarantee you there'd be less bowel cancer because people will be cleansing themselves naturally more. But there'll also be less cancers and heart disease as well because you're taking up the nutrients, you're replacing that processed food with good stuff. And all these traces of what the processed foods leave behind, who knows? Like, who knows? We don't live in an age at the moment where we consume something and we can see how every you know where every nutrient or element of that food is going in our body 
is some stored as a cancer here in you know the bloodstream somewhere waiting to do some damage later in the down the track is you know is all of this uh, going out of our system through our through our bowels is uh, you know the the vitamins that we need are they being taken up uh, you know through the heart and being pumped through through the kidneys and liver and everything and taken to the muscles and so forth I mean one day we'll exist in a world where we know everything that we eat and this is what it's doing and oh something's got trapped there so we need to do something to eliminate that um, so at the moment we don't know that so what we have to do is work with what we do know and that is eating more of this plant-based food is absolutely essential for optimizing our health and uh, putting us in the best possible position so that is my goal for you today eat more vegetables I want you to work on um, getting in your five serves of vegetables today so a serve is basically a cup of vegetables uh, so as a, as a bit of a guide uh, depend, it does depend on the, the type of vegetable but um, yeah, just, just use that as a, a bit of a basis. And I want you to get in at least three to five serves of it today. Now you can do that in one meal. I mean, I, across two meals, I'm probably having seven or eight serves because if lunch has probably got four, maybe five cups of vegetables in it, um, and then I'm doing at least three for, uh, for dinner. If I have an omelette, uh, I'm, I'm doing at least three there as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm eating a lot of vegetables. Um, all I'm asking you to do is to look at ways where you can get at least three to five serves in. So maybe it's a cup for breakfast, maybe it's uh, a, a two, three cups at, at lunchtime, and maybe it's two, three cups at, at dinner time, and then you've, you've taken care of it all. And just do something new. Try some different vegetables, try some frozen ones, go find some mixes that you want. To, to try and just do those put them in a wok with a bit of spray oil or something or a little bit of sesame oil and you know swish them around in there till they're nice and nice and uh, cooked and they're, they're flavored and uh, you enjoy those I mean maybe you haven't really tried vegetables in a long time in the ways that I'm talking about it does come down to presentation how you cook them and and so forth put them in stir fries uh, I love stir fries but a lot of just vegetables on the side as well um, just find the ones that you want, want to try, and go for it. That's your homework. See so how you go. So just to recap, it's Sunday. I want you to still do your extra 10% of your walking today. So for me, I've got to make sure that I do at least 11,000 steps today. Um, making sure that you're getting your, your serves of fruit in. So I had a smoothie this morning, so I've already had my, my one serve of of that. I won't have any trouble getting my plant-based food in today. Uh, and make sure that, uh, like I said today, that you're, you're getting your vegetable serves in as well. So I want you to aim for three to five serves today. And I want you to keep, keep doing these consistently uh, over the next seven days so you can really feel the benefits. And tomorrow, we're gonna to talk about uh, something else, maybe some cardio resistance training or, or water. Maybe we'll talk about those things. All right, so you have a great Sunday. Implement these things and you'll feel the, the difference. Have a great day.